Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Landry Locker does a great show on middays in Houston on 610, our great affiliate. Uh, And he's joining us on events to talk about a lot of things uh, H-Town. How you doing, Landry? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just getting ready for a game five. Got the Chiefs game you just mentioned, and then uh, all the drama with the Rockets. So it's a good time to be a host out here in H-Town. I mean, I guess so. Uh, Let me start with this uh, baseball team. I I can't even believe uh, how they have had their ass beat these last two games in Tampa. They were outscored 14-4, to and then... You know, I got to tell you, I bet on Verlander tonight. I thought he was money, and, I mean, I've never – I can't even remember ever seeing him get lit up like that. Well, I mean, this is the first time he started on three days rest, Scotty, so you never know how pitchers are going to, you know, react to that. He's pitched on short rest, but he's never actually started. So, you know, I actually took the over. I thought over seven and a half was a good bet. He gets lit up for three, and then I'll be damned if the Astros' bats don't just disappear. The people here don't really know what's going on. You know, you walk in – to the playoffs feeling confident and now all of a sudden you're facing a game five with one of the best pitchers in baseball and Garrett Cole but you just look at what's happened here your your number three starter can't walk out to the mound in a high pressure situation you don't even trust your number four starter so you pitch Verlander on rest and your eighth and ninth inning guys who are supposed to be the best in the league have both been yanked early on so and I didn't even mention that the lineups disappeared so We've gone from very confident here in Houston to just all-out panic. And I, I'm with you. I have no idea what's going on right now. I, I got to tell you. Lose. I, I, seriously, I got to tell you, like, after, like, because you know as well as I do, like you said, that now they got Cole going. And, and you would think that uh, that I thought today was automatic. And then now, like, the, the way he looked in his start was so dominating and so ridiculous. You would think that it'd be absolutely impossible for that guy not to win. But the way the bats have heated up for Tampa all of a sudden, the way they've scored runs and the way they're on fire and the way they got their con- – the Astros have let them get their confidence going. Like, I mean, they are sky high going into Houston. I still like Cole, but you got to be chewing your fingernails. I have no faith in that. He Just because he's starting, they're going to win anymore after what happened today. No, and I mean, and then when he leaves the game, what happens? I mean, Presley got roughed up in game one. Osuna got pulled, left the bases loaded in game two. Uh, I mean, is he just going to go nine innings? And then you're looking at these bats. You know what happens in October when, when they start pressing. You know, this, this lineup is – is borderline, you know, invisible. Two hits from the entire outfield heading into today's game. Uh, nobody can hit, and I, it just seems like, you know, in a, in a very short time, the Astros, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. And I, and I went from being surprised that they wouldn't win the World Series five days ago to now. I mean, if you told me that, you know, Friday night about 10, we're talking about the Astros being a major disappointment, it really wouldn't shock me. Don't you think, uh, Landry Locker with us, that the um... – you know, the Astros-Yankees, we've been talking about that here in New York for uh, months. And then I'm sure there's no one. I, literally, I haven't had one national 
like uh, Ryder, all of them, you name it, A to Z, that have been on my show talking about the playoffs, whether it was Scott Miller, Bob Nightingale, they all, they all thought the Astros were going to win the World Series, that it was just in the bag. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think Zach Greinke, you know, it, it, I think a lot of people just assume that, you know, Zach Greinke came here and, you know, they had a great rotation one through three. But, I mean, in his in his career, I mean, he's over four in the playoffs, his ERA. Uh, he's got the anxiety issues. Uh, so, you know, right now you're looking at pretty much a two-man rotation, and it's all thrown off now uh, with Verlander. I'll, I'll say this, you know, regardless of how you feel, whether you're a Yankee fan, whether you're an Astro fan, I mean, baseball needs the Astros to face the Yankees. You know, even if even if the Yankees are just uh, – their, their series is lined up, I, I just don't see how Tampa Bay versus New York really moves the needle like the Astros-Yankees. We've been talking about that in H-Town for, you know, since, since before the season even started. And I know New York's already talking about the Astros as well. So I think baseball needs it. But I just I, – I'm telling you, man, I really – you know, I'm going to go on the air tomorrow at 10 and I – I don't know if I feel like the Astros are going to win. I don't know if baseball is going to get it at this point. They're just shell-shocked. And, you know, in a game five, anything can happen. And it's just – it's a rough situation here right now. Don't you think, uh, Landry, that they would uh, – like with that rotation and with the money that they, you know, put this team together with and the fact that, you know, they – uh, can you imagine? Like, well, they've also said that they they may not even pay Garrett Cole in the offseason to keep him. Can you imagine what a colossal failure this would be if you have literally many believe the best team in baseball, the best rotation in baseball, and I mean literally, just people thought that it was automatic that they would be, you know, invincible. Can you imagine the colossal failure would be if they lose to the Tampa Rays? It's a choke. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's one of the biggest chokes that we've seen in a long time. If if that does happen, you know, assuming that it happens, it's a choke. And, you know, the whole world can come tumbling down because I don't know that you can rely on Zach Grinke as your number two starter when it matters most. And Verlander, you know, he's pushing 40. He's fought father time so far. You don't know how long that's gonna uh, that's going to last. So, you know, not only would it be a choke, it, it could really be the beginning of the end for what a lot of people thought was going to be a dynasty for a long time if they don't win this game five. It could be – Garrett Cole is going to be the highest-paid pitcher in baseball. And they're talking like, you know, he's a California guy, the Los Angeles Angels. They're going to start throwing some money around so he could end up back in California with the Angels. They're saying the Rangers, they're opening a new ballpark, so they're going to throw some money around. So – I mean, it's no guarantee that Garrett Cole doesn't come back. So if you lose this, not only is it a choke this year, but, I mean, it could be the beginning of the end for what we see as this Astros team that a lot of people were talking about was going to win multiple World Series. I don't don't think you can undersell how much of a choke job this would be if you take a 2-0 lead like they did, lose this, and then all of a sudden Garrett Cole is getting paid and going somewhere else. It could be – I mean, this this could be the beginning of the end for the Astros starting Thursday if they don't win this game. And and then you end up with two uh, two guys that – one is old and one is uh, shaky at, at best. You saw what happened to him the other night, Grinky. And then you talk about his uh, issues – uh, that he has, uh, which you know, I don't. He's a great pitcher, but uh, he definitely has the side drama going on. The guy that they have to keep, the guy that they have to get it done with, is Cole. They have to keep that guy. In my opinion, if they let that guy walk because of money, they will never live that down. Well, I mean, they just inherited Grinky's contract, so I mean, I don't, I, I, I get it, but I mean, and I know there's no salary cap, but 
I mean, George Springer is going to be up pretty soon. Correa is a free agent in two years. I mean, you got all, you got all these guys you're going to have to pay. So, I mean, I, I know that there's no salary cap, but you know how these owners are sometimes. Eventually, you draw a line in the sand. Altuve's new contract kicks up. You just paid Bregman uh, his huge his huge deal. So, yeah, you got to pay Cole, but it's it's going to be the highest it's going to be the highest salary in baseball history and. Sometimes, you know, it's really not up to you, you know, when a free agent leaves you. If, if Garrett Cole, a California guy, wants to go back to California and the Angels, you know the Angels are going to match whatever the Astros give up. It might not even be up to them, you know what I mean? So it, it's, 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 it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they do it. Jim Crane, when they made the trade, he threw out the possibility that they might not be able to afford it. But I, I, just, I just don't see how you let a guy like that leave your, leave your clubhouse. I'm with you. Have you ever seen Landry Locker with us from 610 in Houston? Have you ever seen anything like that game Will Fuller put up the other day and uh, when Watson hooking up with him and that guy having 200-some yards and three touchdowns? I mean, that was sickening. Yeah, I mean, before the season, you know, Will Fuller had a touchdown every game with Deshaun Watson that they ever played in. And I think the QB rating between Watson and Will Fuller was actually the second best in the NFL last year. Uh he got off to a slow start, and some people think it's because the Texans traded for Kenny Stills from the Dolphins, and Kenny Stills was kind of taking his receptions a little bit. And then as soon as Kenny Stills is out last Sunday, Will Fuller blows up. So it, it kind of goes back to, you know, Bill O'Brien being able to use all of his weapons at the same time and, and not overthinking stuff. But, you know, he 14 receptions, he tied Andre Johnson's record. I haven't seen him go off like that, but – it was kind of a surprise that Will Fuller was as pedestrian as he was the first four games before that one. Do you think they uh, can win in Arrowhead? Man, for all, you're a betting guy. I'm a betting guy. You know how sometimes when you see a betting line and you're just like, okay, I know Vegas is telling me something, but I just got to tip my cap and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. If I lose the money, I lose the money. But I'm just gonna take this bet and I'm gonna go ahead and take it on the chin if I lose it. When I saw that betting line at four and a half. That's what I did. I just said, all right, I'm going to bet on the Chiefs. I think Tyreek Hill is going to come back. I've seen this Texans defense. I feel like they've topped out. They really didn't play very good against the Falcons. I think that the, I think that the Chiefs should be able to get it done. But for some reason, you know, Vegas, Vegas thinks that it's going to be a close game. And it, it does, this Texans offense is very good. Uh, so I don't think they're going to get it done. But the people in Vegas seem to think it's a little bit going to be a little bit closer than I thought it was. So, Landry, explain to people what happened uh, that have no clue at all, that don't care or aren't involved in worldly events and things of this nature with the Rockets and the damage that uh, the GM has caused the NBA and in their international relations with China. Okay, so basically uh, Daryl Morey late uh, over the weekend decided – uh, while the Rockets were in China, uh, that he was going to tweet out just just an image, like not not like a huge thing, but just an image uh, supporting Hong Kong. Uh, in short, he's basically supporting democracy uh, in a country in China, which, as we know, does not support democracy. So he put that tweet out, and then shortly thereafter, the owner Tillman Fertitta came out and basically called him out. Uh, the tweet was taken down, and ever since. You know, the Rockets are losing sponsors. Uh, the NBA is losing, is, is at risk of losing sponsors. Uh, and there was even speculation about whether or not Daryl Morey would still be the GM here. And it's just become kind of, a, kind of a whole crazy thing. The NBA, you can tell, is scared to say anything because, you know, obviously there's money in China. Uh, and it's just been 
a lot of drama here uh, and speculation about whether or not Maury keeps his job and what happens with him and what the NBA is going to do. I guess Adam Silver is going to fly up there. And this has been a big ordeal, you know, shortly before the season starts. Wow. And now they're saying uh, that they may not play games there and everything else. Uh, can you even believe it? And do you think that Maury will survive this? Uh, I think he has to survive this because I just don't think that – I don't think that Fertitta can uh, – the owner can, can survive, you know, getting rid of Maury for something like that just because Maury's such a such a big deal here. But I, I, I can't believe it, man. I mean, I think it's – I think it's one of the most hypocritical things I've seen in a long time with, you know, with the NBA and, you know, they're always talking about, you know, that they're, they're trying to be like humane and all that kind of stuff. And you hear Adam Silver talking about it, all that. And now they're just, you know, when, when the money, when the money talks, they're just kind of being a little bit quiet about the China thing, which I understand, but I can't believe it. But on the other hand, I can't believe that Maury tweeted it because I always live by, you know, the, the notion, what's the payoff. And I really don't know what he was trying to accomplish with that, uh, with that one tweet. But I, I, I think he does survive it. Uh, but I just I, I don't understand what's going on with this. But obviously the NBA wants no smoke from China. Do you think that uh, Landry Locker with us from Six Ten in Houston? Do you think that uh, Westbrook will do well there? Um, I think it'll be entertaining. I think I, I think there'll, there'll be very entertaining in the regular season. I think he allows Harden to rest a little bit more. But I, I, I don't think the Rockets are like a championship contender. The funniest thing about the Westbrook thing here is he has been the most slandered, criticized guy in Houston for the last three years. I mean, the people here in Houston clown him more than anybody in the world. Really? Uh, well, when Harden and him were going for the MVP, right? Uh, you know, it was basically like Westbrook is a stat patter. He's a loser. He sucks. I think Daryl Morey, even if you look up some Daryl Morey tweets, Daryl Morey used to even question Westbrook, you know, his effectiveness as a player and all this kind of stuff and padding stats and stuff. And now all of a sudden, I tell you what, he comes to the Rockets and he might be more popular in this town than Nolan Ryan and Earl Campbell. It's like, it's like nothing happened. There were people just deleting tweets. And now all of a sudden the guy that they've hated for so long is all of a sudden like beloved. I think it'll be entertaining. I think it'll be a train wreck on some nights. I think he and Harden will get along. Uh, I think they'll be good in the regular season, but I think in the playoffs, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Rockets are you know, going to win a championship or anything like that. Do people down there get into that, uh, that uh, Texas-Oklahoma game? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody – Texas is one of the few teams in college football where – uh, you either you either like them or you hate them. So everybody has an opinion about Texas. Uh, I'm a I'm a Texas guy, so I'm 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 really into the Texas Oklahoma. So we talk a we talk a, a little bit about that, but I don't think anyone expects Texas to win. You know, this week they, I, I saw the line was 11 uh, or whatever, but I think this could maybe be a role reversal of last year where Texas got them early and then Oklahoma got them in the championship game. Right. I think that could be the same for Texas. Their secondary is beat up. Like, their secondary is about as beat up as you can be. And Oklahoma's receivers are just so damn good that it, I, I don't know if they have a shot. But, yeah, people people definitely get into it. It sucks that it's an 11 a.m. game, though. That's that's the only thing that you know, is, sucks is about it. it. Uh, but get into it. It's a rivalry, like, uh, but, you know, to me, it's like, you know, 
I couldn't believe the number was that big based on how much they, you know, it's a war. I mean, they hate each other's guts. It's like the biggest game ever. And, like, every every possession is like the end of the earth. And, like, literally it comes down to one or two plays or mistakes every year. I don't understand why the number was so gigantic. I get how Oklahoma's got hurts and they're rolling. But uh, I don't think Texas is a bad football team. I don't understand how they get zero respect in this game. It's the secondary. I mean, they're their leader in the secondary. Caden Stearns is out. Uh, he went out in the second half last year in the Big 12 championship game, and uh, that's when Oklahoma kind of put it on, uh, started putting it on Texas. Uh, so there, it's, it's, it's really just comes down to I think Texas can score on them. Uh, they can move the ball. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They're going to get their uh, receiver, Colin Johnson, back, uh, who returned for his senior year. But I think the, that what, what the people are probably looking at and why that number is so big is because where Texas is the most injured is in the secondary and where Oklahoma is the most stacked is that receiver. And I guess they just think eventually that's going to catch up to them. I mean, you saw Texas against LSU. Right. Uh, and that was with the full-strength secondary. Just imagine a couple of those guys going down and what it looks like against an Oklahoma team that might even be more explosive than that LSU squad. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think you're right at 11 a.m. kickoff sucks, but Cotton Bowl. Are, are you betting it, Scott? I, I, bet, uh, I, I bet I bet on every – I am. I am betting it. I'm, I'm going to middle it. I think Oklahoma will win, but I'll take that number every time uh, in a game like that. Uh, you're awesome. Great stuff tonight on everything across the board, Landry. Kick ass. Thanks for coming on the bench, brother. We'll be in touch. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, Landry Locker of 610 in Houston, our great affiliate down there, 855-212-4CBS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 